Uh, thank you so much, Patricia, and the listeners of SAFM for having us. So this is a very significant day for you and your organization and those who are Rastafari. Tell us what happened on this day in Burgville in 1957. Um, in 1956, actually, actually, let's go back to 1952. In 1952, due to policy recommendation uh, of the National Party, which was the apartheid ruling party that was in power until 1994 in South Africa here. Uh, due to that policy recommendation, uh, came out a, a thing in 1953 that uh, the report from the United Nations that uh, about 46 countries that were considered to be dealing with uh, ganja or daha uh, South Africa was one of those uh, countries, or one of the highest producers, which accounted uh, for about 50 to 70 percent, 76 percent of ganja that it was coming from South Africa. So in 1956, then uh, they went to Bergville, Winterton, uh, among among Wanani, and then. They went on there to do a reconnaissance to search for uh, this ganja, uh, cannabis fields that were there. And then the report of the star of 1953, of 1957, 23rd March, it says that uh, they were having about 1.4 kilograms of uh, 1.4 million kilograms of ganja or the ganja that they found there was about 1.4 kilograms of it. So uh, the reconnaissance team of the police uh, met resistance from the local people of Beckville, which were mainly coming from the Songwani and the Mguni uh, and Zuli clan. So they went back to bring some reinforcement. And then when they come back, The community, through the advice of the traditional healer, ambushed them and then killed about five policemen, and two of them were white. Uh, And then it became a war which mainly they captured the children. So after they captured the children, then the people, the warriors, surrendered. So 22 of those warriors were then hanged on the 21st of March, 1957 which today we commemorate it as a Human Rights Day. But we know that before it was even Human Rights Day, it was the Bergville-Dacha War or Imbien Pao. And then before that, in 1960, 21st March, we know also that it was the Sharpville Massacre. But we also know that on the 21st of March, 1985, it was a Atenaic or Langa massacre that took place in, uh, in in the Eastern Cape in 1985. So in commemoration of that, on the 21st of March uh, 2019, we then launched the Rastafari, uh, Rastafari Ganja Council, which I'm also the national chairman of the Rastafari Ganja Council in Mafikeng, uh, which was established by Rastafari United Front, Nayabingi National Council and Rastafari National Council. So it is a very, very significant day today because it represented a turning point in the so-called war against drug, which today now the president will talk about it in his sauna 
and today we are seeing a flourishing uh, even white monopoly cannabis. You know, Raz, as you are talking and you are reminding us of our rich history and the importance of this particular day, I can't help to wonder what the outlook right now in 2022 um, uh, is from the Rastafari community, especially when it comes to Impienzango, uh, the Ganja War, as you um, earlier phrased it. Well, the outlook is quite bleak, uh, considering that uh, the industry has taken a different turn altogether with all these things of permits, and now we as the Rastafari community, we are now being offered exemption uh, by the Justice uh, Department of Justice and the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee on Justice. And that exemption up to so far, they're just exempting us to do what we have always been doing, to smoke in our private space, uh, to use it in our churches. That is what we've always been doing. While everybody's talking about... Um, Ganja as a cash crop. When the president talked about uh, medical marijuana and industrial hemp during his son or in parliament, he's not talking about ganja to just smoke. He's talking about making millions. It has always been making millions. Now, the Rastafara community, 90% of our people are unemployed and unemployable. And therefore, they sell ganja as a cash crop. And now that it's being decriminalized, legislations are put into place, bills are being developed, master plans have been developed. We feel very much sidelined. We feel very much being pushed into the periphery when our identity historically for the past 50 years, when you say Erastafarian, our identity was always being synonymous with cannabis. And the fight, or let me say the war, is not over clearly because cannabis is also still something that's quite contentious in our society. Yes, the war is not over yet. Besides um, having to deal with a, 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 a stubborn police force, whom by default the judgment of Zondo in 2018, 18 September, seems to have given the police even more authority because the police then have to determine that the ganja in your position is it for personal use or are you dealing and so forth. So it is not over. And on the other side, we have to deal with a society that has been brainwashed over a period of years that this is a bad thing. Uh, we saw with the beginning of the COVID when people talk about Umkronya and they were, begin- they were now coming to us wanting some ganja from us to mix it with Umkronyani and say, oh, this will help with the COVID and everything. So, but the society is still very much in need of an education, particularly a, a responsible adult use of cannabis and also the financial, economic, medicinal, textile, uh, nutritional benefits of it. Raz, how do we ensure that uh, commercialization of cannabis becomes beneficial to the grassroots community, to the Rastafari community? Because what we are seeing now is that the licensing and uh, the rights that are required to commercialize um, uh, marijuana 
um, and cannabis are, is, is quite expensive. And those who have been traditionally farming uh, cannabis are not able to enter into the market legally as the legal framework stands. Well, um, like most legal frameworks in this country, are designed to disadvantage the majority of the people. Uh, because you can go to other stores uh, uh, like GSCAM and so forth, you find about nine different products. They say these products, they contain CBD, which is a cannabis content. And if you try to question how did they even reach the, the, the shelves and everything, you always get dodgy answers. We went to Sapra, we questioned there at Sapra, you get dodgy answers. And then when we are telling them that, listen, the IKS community, which is the Indigenous Knowledge System Holders community, like Amambondo, like the people of Begville, like the Rastafari community, like the Khoisan, like the traditional healers, we have always been using this uh, in various ways. Uh, they need to have ex- a special exemption for them. Uh, and then while a great uh, certain uh, section of our community talk about total liberation of cannabis, that it should be totally liberated without no regulations, without uh, no licenses, no permit, uh, and it be treated like any other agricultural product, like potatoes, tomatoes, and so forth. And they must just remove all this restriction that treat it like it's the most dangerous plant ever since the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. Sure. Yeah, we still have a long way to go, Raz. As an organization, what is it that you are going to be doing moving forward to ensure that uh, the Rastafari community, alongside uh, those who consume ganja, who want to um, be in the economical value chain of ganja, are getting the best benefit of it? And that, you know, the powers that be hear you and at, at least meet you halfway with your requests. Well, what is currently uh, uh, going on, it is this engagement we are having with the Department of Justice and Parliamentary Portfolio Committee to try to carve an inch for us, even in the form of that exemption that is still is very, still very much narrow and not accommodating much. So on an official government uh, level, we are engaging the Department uh, of Justice and its Parliamentary Portfolio Committee. And actually, they are engaging us because of uh, the development of the bill that uh, they were ordered by the Constitutional Court to do so. But then, on the community level, uh, we have our own protest. We just come from the 7th uh, annual March to Parliament, where we are highlighting our grievances, which we seems to be speaking to a deaf government that has not really listened uh, to that extent. So, and then on the uh, national level, we'll be, we're in, I mean, in South Africa, we have about 25 organizations of Rastafari and seven orders of the Church of Haile Selassie, or what we call the Rastafari Churchican Orders, or the spiritual churches of Rastafari, there are about seven. So we are busy now bringing them together to establish a Rastafari National Council which is supposed to be a one voice representative of us all on the highest level of government, uh, basically one of the orders of business after we are done. We are meeting on the 24th of April in uh, uh, Island, uh, in Port Elizabeth. We'll be meeting there. We'll be having our national gathering. And then the first order of business is to engage the president 
uh, who's been making all this pronouncement during the SONA, because, mind you, we met uh, as a Rastafara United Fund, we met the president on the 6th of uh, June 2018, uh, even before the Zondo ruling, to having observed that the, the liberalization of the market started from uh, Judge Davis' ruling of 2017, and then we started to see that there is actually a white monopoly cannabis, and we are not going to be able to compete. Uh, the, uh, the poor communities, the historically marginalized, the historically uh, marginalized cannabis communities are going to be um, at a disadvantage. So we need to engage the president and to see how can we level the play field for our people. Well, Raz, thank you so very much for joining us uh, this evening. We really appreciate it. Um, you have taken us back into history and given us a fresh perspective. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Thank you, uh, Patricia. Had we have enough time, we would have to mention the 22 uh, uh, warriors or Amakosana who were killed by the police during this time. As we know in our African tradition, they say, when we make mention of the name of the dead, we make them live again. So we salute those warriors and we say we must never, never forget this is the greatest crime committed against our people in the course of this uh, tree, uh, which we call Ganja. Thank you for joining us, Raz. Thank you, thank you, ma'am.